you as a black woman have leadership qualities, but every single black man that has leadership qualities scares you because then he's going to hold you accountable. He's going to hold you accountable for everything you do, you say, you act like, and behave like. And black women, majority, not even black women alone, women want to be right all the time. You, if you want to be right all the time, there's no growth that's going to happen. What mm. sane black man who has healed and has, has dealt with women like that wants to put himself in that position again? Mm. None. When women ask me, where are these men? I get them married every single year. At least 60 of them get married through me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Can let me teach you a lesson. Can let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Level line with the podcast. Teach you lesson because I got class. Level line with the impact. You be lying, that's a real fact. Come let me teach you a lesson. Can let me teach you a lesson. Welcome to the Lebo Lion Show, the biggest marketing and entrepreneurship podcast on the African continent. Today's guest is not only somebody who I've known for quite some time, and maybe we might talk about that journey, maybe not, who knows, but he really is somebody who I feel embodies having the courage to be yourself and having the courage to really live life. I've never met somebody who's so courageous and who's just like, this is life and I wanna feel it and I wanna be it and I want to embrace it all in everything he does. He really is that person. And I wanted to invite him today to speak to us because we need to start talking about the truth about healing. We need to start talking about the truth about the relationship with ourselves and with others. And we need to know that there's hope. You know, that your life, what it is today, doesn't have to be what it can be tomorrow, right? You can always change. And that's why I have this guest here today. Before we introduce him, don't forget to do all the beautiful things. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Do the things that make the pods to happen, that make people come on our channel. Let's grow this community. Let's make things happen. And now, without further ado, you guys know how we do on this podcast. We don't introduce our, our guests. They introduce themselves. So, Hakim. Please introduce yourself. That's, a, that's an intro. It uh, is. Before the intro. <laughs> that's an intro and a half before the intro. Yeah. I don't, I don't know you think like that about me. Thank you. I do. Thank you. I do. Yeah, I do live life. <laughs> my life. I don't live one. Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Hakeem Anderson Lesolang, uh, your go-to holistic transformational therapist, uh, author of two bestsellers. I almost said three. Mm -hmm. Writing the third one. Uh, author of two bestsellers from the boot here, and um, I'm a dad of three, and a husband to the most amazing woman I've ever met in my life, so, hi. Aww, the most amazing woman you've ever met ever. in your life. Ever. I Go love on that on. you started it that way, you yeah. know? And uh, excuse me if I'm making broad generalizations here, because I probably am, yeah. but I believe that where there's smoke, there's fire, so that's <laughs> why. Um, but you know, we seldom get African men on podcasts speaking about the women they love in this way. Mm. Why do you think we as all African men yeah. find it challenging to express and communicate the love they have for their partners? Because we weren't, we weren't taught that that's strength. Mm. That's plain and simple. We weren't taught that that's strength. Every, every single man of every race loves power. Mm. We all love power. But like, you know, talking about your wife or your child or your family or your, or your father or your mother even, 
um, in the highest regard is, has always been seen as a weakness. I was talking to um, the, the brothers here. It's always been seen as a weakness. Mm. So if it's always been seen as a weakness and you grew up in these communities where doing the dopest thing is seen as a weakness, you're going to feel weird, especially when you haven't done any internal work. You're going to feel weird expressing, hey, you know, my wife is the best thing that's ever happened to me. When did you realize that expressing your love for your partner is the dopest thing? Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? By having the mother I have. Okay. By having the mother, my mom, like, the best human being ever. Like, mm. the best human being ever. Um, and I know I'm biased. And Obviously, I, it's I your love, mom. I love my bias. Yeah. Yeah, I love my bias. That's my, that's my queen, you know? Mm. Um, she, she enforced me knowing how important black women are through her own relationship with my father, through um, her as a mother, through her relationship with her sisters, who her sisters are to me and to the rest of my sisters. And it, she's, she's constantly emphasized, you, you have to know there are only two creators in the world. It's God and black women. Ah! So, there are only two creators in the world, yeah, God, God and, and black, black women. women. Yeah. What does that mean? You know, like God creates, God says be and it is, black women and the womb. And the womb. The Eve gene, the origin of everything. Yeah. Come on, dude. So this is why. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> Hakim on TikTok, he's got a huge TikTok account. And literally, there are lots of interesting, I'm going to say interesting, for lack of a better word, mm. conversations that happen in his comment section. Yeah. Because he comes with different ideas mm. and things that we might not be ready to hear. Some people just think it's complete nonsense or they think it's yeah. not true. Yeah. You know, how do you even start to have these radical, I'm going to term them as radical ideas yeah. in a society that says, no, don't do that. By living a radical life. <laughs> live live the, the life of, a, of, of, uh, of rebellion against everything that's normal. Mm. Like that's constantly been who I am. Mm. That's early as nine my best friend was a journal so my thoughts have always lived outside of my head so i, I don't have mm. issues with my thoughts clouding you know my judgment or anything mm. like that you know what i mean i don't have an issue of overthinking because i, I know how to externalize what i think and to judge it is is this true or is this not true you know what i mean so i've i've never ever ever wanted to fit in hmm. i don't care to fit in I don't care. Like everyone who, everyone, even, even in, in um, the Quran and the Bible, God advises, when you see a crowd moving, they go there. Yes. You know, he's, he's constantly saying that. It's like prophets that constantly say that. When you see everybody moving into that direction, question why everyone is moving in that direction. What is pushing them or what's pulling them to that direction? Mm -hmm. Majority of what's pushing us and pulling us to certain directions as black people, I don't really like it. I don't like it. So I'll go to where I'm the weirdo and I'm, I'm the difference and I'm, and difference in, in actions and in thought, in speech, in the embodiment of black manhood. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I don't really give a damn who finds it weird or who thinks it's strange or who finds it to be weak. I don't care. This is my life. Like I said, it's, this is, I only have one. Mm. I only have one shot. Yeah. One shot at doing this life thing and doing it incredibly. N none of Anyone who ever judges me is going to be there on the day of judgment when, the soul, when souls are collected from their graves and they judge according to what they did, what they believed, what they said, how they impacted other people's lives. None of them are going to be there to advocate for me. Me, my actions, my deeds, my hands, my tongue, my mind, my heart, 
those things are going to advocate for me. My, my genitals, my feet are going to advocate and say, this is what he did. They're going yeah. to bear witness against me. Yeah. So if I'm not going to live an incredible life in difference to what I see, majority of us are going there. And the result of us going there has never been good. It's never for us, for the black family, for black kids, for, for generation after generation of black people. It is not good. And so why would I care to go where I know the result isn't good? This life. The life that people on TikTok love, the, the, <laughs> the marriage I'm in, the children I have, the parents I have, the, mm. the, just like the great adventure that I live in my life, in, in seeking thrills even, th thrills and, and adventures that are completely different from what a black boy does, like going white, water rafting, yeah. and not telling anyone about it, and coming back with a broken leg, yes. you know? Like, stuff like that is weird to us, but I'd rather do that and say I did it than not. I love what you said there. And I mean, there's so much to unpack, yeah. right? And I just, I think I need to almost paint the landscape for anyone watching who's probably thinking, Lebo, why are you talking to Hakim and he's talking about black men, black mm. families? These are really important conversations for us to have. It's not enough for us to just talk about our careers mm. and what we're trying to achieve. Mm. Because if we don't have the right foundations, which is understanding where we're from, mm -hmm. understanding the, the man, the woman, mm -hmm. society, then all of those things that we're working towards will become nothing. Yeah. You know, they, they really lose value because mm. everything is almost perched on society. Yeah, it's it's, it's perched on the people who mm. make it. Mm -hmm. So we have to work on the people. And you are that person. Yeah. You, you know how to guide us through working on ourselves, yeah. right? And I want to speak right now about the black man. Mm -hmm. This is not a racial conversation. We are just choosing to speak about a certain group, and that group is the black male group. And it's important for us. I mean, there are lots of people who, who listen and watch this podcast who are in that group or who date and marry men from that group. And we need to understand them. There's a lot of misinformation about black manhood, mm -hmm. uh, who black men are. Men are trash. Yeah, yeah. I know people aren't thinking white man yeah, <laughs> is trash. They're thinking black yeah, man yeah, is yeah. trash, right? Yeah. So we need to start talking about those things openly. Conversation is good and healthy. So let's talk about this. You spoke about if people are moving this way, you go the other. Yeah. Which way are black men moving that is the wrong way? Destruction in both, both the words. Mm -hmm. Destruction as in the destruction of ourselves and our being, and distraction as in I have, a, I have an awareness that I'm destructive mm. towards myself, first and foremost, before anyone else. I'm destructive towards myself, and so I'm going to distract myself mm. from dealing with it. I'm going to distract myself from the discomfort of admitting to the fact that I'm wrong in doing this thing, mm. right? So... I liken us, black men, I say us because I'm, I'm not going to other and point at black men. Us, me, I've been where black men are. I've been where black boys are going to go and grow mm. into. I liken us to fish. Okay. Fish is always the last to find out that water is water. <laughs> okay. Now, the metaphor is water, water is water, fish, right? Mm. Power. Black men are the most powerful, dopest human beings in the whole entire world. Mm -hmm. If we weren't, if we weren't, we wouldn't be the target of everyone's weapons. Removing the black man from the black family, removing his position, removing his, his power position, removing his leadership, removing his guidance, is the thing that's been happening for generations on end, and it's happening because once a black man is removed from the family, the woman is the easiest to target. What has been happening in South Africa and in Southern African countries and African countries has been that the focus has been absolutely like equity and everything, right? Like balance of society. 
but there's no balance created in society if black women are the only ones getting jobs and black women are the, are the ones that are not getting the jobs. There's no balance in the Ooh, black family. I don't know about that. There's but no, let's, there's, let's continue. We'll, we'll, continue, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it. Yeah. If it. If it has to be a debate, we can jump into that. Let's because do that. We can't ignore what's happening in society. Mm-hmm. We cannot at all. Like, absolutely, power has to balance. In terms of, in terms of um, equity, power has to balance. Mm. In terms of gender, power has to balance because God has created us as equals, right? But you can't disenfranchise a gender and because you're, you're going to lopside the family, mm-hmm. right? The removal of the black man from the family in the role he's supposed to play to the family is why there's constantly going to be an imbalance and why black men are going to constantly be enemies because once he's removed from his power position in the black family or with his woman or with his children or with his job mm-hmm. because black men's values and, and principles and standards and worth is tied to their wallet. It's tied to the zeros in the bank account. We all know that. We can't ignore it, right? Because he's the provider. Yeah, because he's a provider okay. and a protector. How is he going to provide and protect without the commas and zeros in his bank account, mm-hmm. right? If you remove that power from him, you remove him from involvement in the black family. Mm-hmm. You, you can't remove the thing that a man's value is attached to from him and expect him to show up like he has it. Because a black woman, any woman, of any race, requires five securities. There's emotional security, mm-hmm. there's physical security, there's spiritual security, there's sexual security, mm-hmm. and then there is emotional security. Okay. I don't know if I mentioned that. All right. Five securities. Look at black men. What can we provide in the securities? According to your knowledge and what you know. Of black men? Yeah. I've always believed that you can provide all of them. You know, and that's Today. because I grew up in yes. a household with a father who was yes. present, etc. Yes. So it's different. It's very different. Yeah, it's, it's different. That's, for me. that's different from <laughs> yeah, everyone else's different. experience of yeah. black men, right? Today, in today's society, relationships and everything, mm-hmm. that power has completely been stripped of the black man to provide those securities. I mean, Look, I find that I hear what you're saying, but then on the flip side, you're seeing all this blesser content, that's what I call it, mm-hmm. of men who are literally throwing money at women. Like it's a whole, we are so rich as black men, we're yeah. just going to bless girls, 50k allowance, whatever. So where are they being stripped? Per capita. <laughs> how many black men do that? And you see, on, a, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, how many black men do that. Then the conversation becomes about if black men, there's a group, a niche group of black men who are heavily resourced, Mm -hmm. why aren't they using those resources better? They don't owe anybody anything. Yeah, but that's that's the problem. So who owes the disenfranchised black man something if the black men who are in the space aren't even trying to to fix it for the black men who don't have opportunities? Those black men aren't even aware they have that responsibility. Imagine. They're not aware but last to find out. That doesn't make the sense. The last to, me. to find out. It's not balancing. It's not fish, balancing. Fish is the last to find out that, that water <laughs> is water. It's hard that, for me. Because we, we, we weren't. Not every black boy on my street was sired like ours. Mm. They didn't have five fathers to raise them. You know what I mean? Where my father lags, there's like four men that, are, that, I've been assigned, that have been assigned to me. Mm. Not every black boy. Do you guys have that? Where you're sired? Rare to none. Yeah. Rare to, because I had the mother that I had. She knew that you, 
my dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Were I to have a, a, a son, yeah, when I do have a son, he's going to have 10 fathers to sire him. Yeah. You know? He's going to have 10 fathers to sire him. The, the women in my life are incredible. They, they're great. The men in my life are incredible. They're great. And they're going to sire my children. They're going to rear my children. They're going to raise my children. That's a responsibility that's put on the people in my life. How many, how many of us, how many of us, black men and women, can say that we have people that have sired us from birth? It's the, there's, there's a complete imbalance in how we're raised, in how we function in society. Mm. The, constant, the constant removal of the black man in the roles that he's supposed to play, because there's, a, there's an invisible hand in yes. our families. Yeah. There's an invisible hand. We can't ignore it. We cannot ignore it. So when we level blames on any gender, okay. men or women, mm. don't just, don't be lazy. Don't be lazy and say, oh, you're a track. Okay. What are the contributing factors yes. to that behavior? What are the contributing factors to that thinking, mm. that way of thinking? There's, there's men that are throwing dollars yeah. all over women, you know, every single time. Also, there's like a spiritual connotation to that, that yeah. like it's really deep, yeah. right? Like we don't know how he got the money. Mm -hmm. And so when we, you're passing the bad that, came, that comes with that to everyone that's going to pick the money up or got out the money, mm. right? So... The connotations in that we can we can look at it from the outside and say, oh no, but it's men that are doing this. They don't even know that they have power that can change other black men's lives. They don't oh, know that. That's powerful. They don't know. So how are they supposed to know? Who's supposed to teach them? Because I think black women, and I'm speaking from my own perspective, mm -hmm. we see the beauty of black men. Yeah. You know, it's hard not to because we were raised to. Mm -hmm. So it's only in this era now when you get all the media stuff about, you know, GBV, yeah. etc., that you start to say, actually, I didn't know it was this bad. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I'm speaking from my own perspective because yeah. some people might have only grown up seeing that. Yeah. You know, so, but for mine, it's a, how is it this bad? And how do we get them to see it? Because we have always loved them. That's why we trusted them. That's why we allowed them in. That's why we were vulnerable. Mm -hmm. you, you fall in love with what's not normal. Okay. You embrace what, as a black man, embrace what is not normal for a black man to do, to be, to think, to feel, to reason like, to um, opine, or to even stand for. Mm. You fall in love with difference. And that's a, that's a choice. I think, I think the condition of black men mentally and emotionally is a choice. It's, it's easy not to do the work. It's easy not to be great. It's very easy. It's very easy to be like my friends are. It's very easy. And to cheat on your wife. It's to, easy to cheat. To, to gamble cheating the money is, away. Cheating, cheating oh, is the laziest thing. Cheating is the laziest thing. <laughs> uh, like, like all trauma responses are, right? <laughs> all trauma responses are the laziest thing to mm. do, but they're the thing to do. Yes. Right? And it's not a judgment when you say it's the no, laziest thing, because no, like no. you said, it's a trauma response. It's a trauma response. Yeah. It's a trauma. Like that's, I'm, I'm going to be with a person I feel warm with, I feel mm. safe with, I feel seen by, I feel heard by, I feel loved by. Here at home, I'm being reminded of bills. Da -da 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 -da. And that's not, that's not justification or anything. You're yeah. supposed to be reminded of the bills. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. <laughs> if a woman can open her thighs to you, you can open your back. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I step out of what is normal. What is normal black man behavior. That's, that's the solution. So what if somebody was listening to this and they say, this sounds so patriarchal. Like, mm -hmm. why must... Why does it seem transactional, the fact that he's paying so I open my legs? Like, why, why are you saying it that way? We all have biases, yo. Okay. If, if, you, if that's what people are hearing, that's what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. 
That's what you've TikTok every day. No, that's what you <laughs> want to hear. That's what you want to hear. It's yeah. I'm I'm not responsible for how you understand what I'm saying mm. at all. And I will never put myself in a position where I have to re-explain and re-explain and re-explain. I said what I said. Yes. And I stand by it. I yes. said what I said and I stand by it. A black man's position is that of a leader. But when that is not nourished, there's no leadership that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Majority of women fall in love with men they know don't have leadership qualities. Mm. You as a black woman have leadership qualities. But every single black man that has leadership qualities scares you. Because then he's going to hold you accountable. He's going to hold you accountable for everything you do, you say, you act like, and behave like. And black women, majority, not even black women alone, women want to be right all the time. You, if you want to be right all the time, there's no growth that's going to happen. What mm. sane black man who has healed and has, has dealt with women like that wants to put himself in that position again? Mm. None. When women ask me, where are these men? I get them married every single year. At least 60 of them get married through me. Mm. At least 60 of them that are working on themselves religiously will, will not deal with any woman in the process of growing, will not even concern themselves with women. They'll go out on dates to see if their level of attraction is, has actually improved since they started healing, mm. since they started doing therapy with us, since they started doing you know, growth work, since they started evolving into the men of their dreams. I get at least 60. On my soul, at least 60 men get married through me and through our programs. So not, not, a single, not a single woman can tell me that there are no good, great black men out here. You're scared of them. You're scared of being told, no, this is BS. You can't treat me like this. You can't say these things to me. You can't, I, I don't deserve to be spoken to like this. And I want you to correct yourself. Yeah. I won't hold, up, I won't hold, I won't hold a hammer above your head to have you change. No. And if you don't want to change, fine, keep your limitations, but I will not stand for it. I love that. Yeah. That's actually quite empowering, right? And I also just want to track back a little bit because we spoke about the black man, but mm -hmm. with, in his relation to the family. Yeah. Is it always supposed to be like that? Why like are we framing him around family? So black man healed his role is to provide. Why is the family structure an important thing in a black man's existence? You need someone to die for. Hmm. You need someone to live exponentially. It's so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else is there in the world. Like uh, money is great and stuff. Yeah. But the reason we get positions in the world is so we can share it with someone. Mm. The reason black men get the jobs they have, the cars they have, the houses they have, the this, the that, the that, is so you can flex with your woman. Uh, that's that's the only thing. I don't know. Flex do you, with do you, your woman. With your woman. I with, love that. with the woman. Mm. With the like you. Every single black man, ask the two guys, right? ask, the, ask the brothers. Yeah. Around 14, 15, 16, we all decided what woman is going to give us children. Really? Character, demeanor, actions, that looks, early? fashion. Man, you know, when you know, you know. Really? When you know, what you know. What is that when you know, you know? Is it the, when she walks in, does, is there light around her? What mm -hmm. happens? There's, there's a certain type of woman that every single black boy would die for. Okay. Every other woman outside of that it's just school. Get classroom. Yeah. To figure out how to be for this woman. And how do you know as the woman if you're the classroom or if you're the one? Ah, you're gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna know. How do you know? Because no, you know you're gonna you go know. On no, you're gonna know. You see so many videos of what are the red flags? How do you know if he loves you? I think it, everyone knows what the red flags are. You just dim and mute your intuition so much. 
so much that you, so you, will, you will be taken advantage of. And when you allow yourself to be taken advantage of, I always tell people, and I posted something like this, someone <laughs> cast me out on the DM. <laughs> I said, when, when you are in the habit or when you practice the religion of breaking promises to yourself, uh. about your standards, your values, your rules, your, your discipline, when you, when you break them, mm. yeah, that's an invitation for the world to bless you plentifully with people like that, especially sure. in a lover. Especially in a lover. You can't ignore the fact that you're the one that opens the door. You're the one that keeps saying, yes, stay. Or I will stay. Or I will fix this. I like what you're saying, mm -hmm. right? But, and I also think that consciously some of us are not there. Yeah. So you said you know, but what if I'm so traumatized that I really don't know? Then you come see what me. What are some of okay? But before, before <laughs> I see, before before I do that, how do I know? Are there really things that I can look at and say, if he's not doing this, it doesn't then feel he, good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. But what if they're moments of happiness? The moments are, are there a lot of moments of happiness compared to the crappy moments of sadness, like. Weigh everything on a scale, pros and cons. What are the pros and cons of me being with Lib? Mm. Romantically, you know what I mean? Like, what, like, am I happy in this? Like, am I, am I, is she my peace? Is she the cool of my eye? Is she the calm of my heart? Would I die for this woman? Ah, is she my peace? Yeah. So I saw someone, I think yesterday on Twitter, talking about how when men say a woman must be my peace, they're saying she must keep quiet and not bother me. That's and bias. You Again, see, what, what does it mean to say a woman or man must be my piece? Mm -hmm. Women are incubators mm -hmm. by nature. Miles Monroe, every single black man needs to look at Miles Monroe's lectures. Or every woman, actually. Yeah. Every, every single woman and man, any race, watch Miles Monroe. A woman is a multiplier and an incubator, mm -hmm. right? If the only thing I find with you is chaos, I'm chaotic. If there's a multiplication of my peace, I am a peaceful person. So we set the tone. Is that what you're saying? No, individuals set the tone. Yeah. Your partner is your mirror. Now think about it like this. Your partner is a hall of mirrors. And you're in the middle of the hall of mirrors. Mm. If I'm in chaos, my wife is going to resemble chaos. My woman is going to resemble chaos. I don't talk about girlfriends. And mm. I don't advocate from Jolo. <gasps> Y'all can't forgive me for that. I, I do not advocate from Jolo because... It's, it's not in any religious scripture. It's ungodly. Why does religion underpin everything that you do and say? Because we underpinned by religion. We underpinned by our beliefs. What is whether whether you're, you're practicing dogma or, mm -hmm. or any, any theological belief system mm -hmm. or not, everything is predicated by belief. Mm. Every sing, everything is predicated by belief and you have to have faith in this belief that you have, yeah. that things are going to be this because I believe it. I'm faithful in the fact that it's going to happen. That's why I'm like this. That's a religion. It doesn't have to be God. It doesn't have to be this. Every single spiritual practice doesn't say girlfriend, doesn't say boyfriend, doesn't say date. It says court. Two completely different things, courting and dating. Okay. Two completely What's different things. What's the difference? Things. Take us through it. Dating is... I'm going to bargain for you to stay with me. I'm like, like generalizing and like yeah. summarizing. Yeah. I'm going to bargain with everything that I have to have you stay with me. Oh. <laughs> These are the annoying truths that this one shares on TikTok. <laughs> oh, okay. Quoting is, you don't deserve anything from me but my interest in who you are. Wow. Until we vow ourselves to 
this blood, to these families, to this God that we serve, to this belief system until we vow ourselves. And what is gonna come from us is multiplication, mm. yes? What is gonna come from us is multiplication of who we are mm. and what we stand for and what we do and how we move and how we, we operate in this world. A multiplication of that. That's quoting. Huh. I'll go out on dates with you, but there's no way I'm going to commit myself financially, spiritually, sexually, emotionally to you. No, we're dating. I'm getting to find out who you are. You and majority, majority of the time when you're courting, mm. it's always assisted. Bye. It's always chaperoned. Hey. It's always chaperoned. Okay. And I told my wife the first time she was like, you know, trying to, trying to be with you. I was like, get your mom to call my mom. They know what to do. Hectic. Her mom talked to my mom. My mom talked to my dad. My dad talked to her dad. Things were done. Because I prepared my family hmm. for my quoting. I prepared my family for my quoting. Every single girl that I met before, before my wife after 2016, I told them, call my mom. Wow. Call my mom. You don't even have to call my dad, call my mom. Mm. Or call your mom to call my mom, if you're serious. And so I was never in any relationship that was serious. I, I came close, because I broke my rules. Right? I mm -hmm. broke my own rules. And then, you know, got, I got emotionally involved with people. And when emotions are involved, then, you know, you're going to break even more of those rules. But if you want to be with someone, if you want to, if you know, my destination is that I'm going to end up with someone, yeah. prepare your family for it. Yes. They expecting it anyway. If they're already asking you about where the kids, Abela, we need where's the Mkonyan? Where's the Ncheb? Like prepare them. Tell them, okay, cool. This is this is the system. How did you guys do it before? I don't want to do it like I don't want to do it that way. Mm. As a as a black man, I think personally as a black man, you should be buying a calf every three months, because we all know where we want to end up. If you want a wife. If you want to be prepare married, for it. just prepare for it. Yeah. Be prepared for everything. Be prepared for every single thing that can come so you're not surprised by life. So you don't start saying life is bad. Life is beautiful. But you have to be beautiful in life, man. You have to make your life beautiful. Yes. You know what I mean? Difference between dating and courting. Dating, you're following a Hollywood script and that's a religion all on its own. Mm. We believe things that have nothing to do with who we are as a people. Nothing. And they have everything to do with our trauma. They have everything to do with our brokenness. They have everything to do with, and you're in marketing, so you know, I you'll know. understand. <laughs> you understand like the psychology of selling a product. I do. If there is a psychology of selling a product mm. and we sell to people's desires and pains, what are the desires rooted in? What are the pains rooted in but black trauma? Mm. And black people are the biggest consumers of every product and service under the, under the sun. I hope you're breathing as you are watching this so you don't get in your feelings and you're actually hearing what Hakim is saying. We don't have to agree, right? But mm -hmm. I think that this conversation especially for me isn't something that you hear often. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. That there is that Hollywood story yeah. and it's everywhere in different variations. But this one mm -hmm. is almost no way. Yeah. And then when you hear it, it's like mambo-jumbo because no one else is saying No, listen, because no. <laughs> who, who in their right minds is going to sell you what works? Yes. Because if it works, you're not going to come back to them for service. You're not going to come back to them for more products. Who's going to sell you what actually works? As a marketer, I'd flip that. Mm -hmm. I'd say who's going to buy what actually works. Exactly. Because if you buy one, <laughs> you, works, see, you, you never see, have to go shopping a, again. That's an issue, though. That is an issue. <laughs> that's a huge issue. We want to keep buying, so we don't want to go with these solutions. No, bro, that's, as a, that's a huge issue. As consumers, right? But as creators. Here's, here's the thing that's like, that's like mindedness. That's lag mindedness. Yeah.
from, from, the, from the part of the marketer, from the part of the advertiser, from the part of the producer of products and services, mm. and from the part of the consumer as well. Mm. That's like-mindedness. There's never going to be a shortage of people buying. Yes. Ever. In abundance as well. They, they will Absolutely. never, ever, whether I'm healed, whether I'm like living on cloud nine, like home like a floater, you know? <laughs> whether, whether I'm like, I'm not bothered by this world. I have needs. Mm. I sell to my needs. Don't sell to my desires and don't sell to my brokenness. That's, there's a lot of problems there. Because then if you sell to my, to my, my desires and, and to, my, to my, uh, my pains, I'm going to keep coming back and I don't get to sort my life out. And because I'm distracted. Point. And whatever distracts me is going to be destructive to me. Yes. And that is the point. Yeah. Right? Because somebody who isn't healed has more needs. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that is literally how capitalism works. Yeah. The idea that if we're going to maximize on the one individual, yeah. then you multiply that by how many people are on earth. You want that one individual to have many needs. Yeah. If one person has 200 needs times 7 billion, oh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get what I'm As trying to in, say? But if they heal, <laughs> exactly. Money. If they heal, they'll have needs, but it won't be so urgent. The market moves slower. Innovation looks different. Corporate culture changes because we can't move the way we used to. And that's why... But the world evolves. Commerce is like that. The world evolves, though. It does. When, when there aren't people consuming ad nauseum, mm-hmm. like pigs, basically. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it for real. <laughs> Whether you forgive me or not, I'm oh, Lord, When we're consuming and we're eating like pigs... There's no growth for the world. Mm. Do you know that? It's depletion. Yeah. A thousand years. The civilization that existed a thousand years ago compared to the civilization that exists now because of consumerism was way more advanced than we are. Way, 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 like leagues and leagues and leagues of advancement. Mm. Medicine. um, Engineering. Engineering. Everything. Thinking. Astronomy. Astrology. You know what I mean? way more advanced than we are. You, you know that uh, um, less than a hundred years ago, there were automobiles that ran on water. I didn't know. I'm nodding because I'm like, I hear you, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know. <laughs> the automobiles that ran on water, yeah. we only got to gas because, you know, gas south. And there's another side where the world gets ruined by, by gas, right? It creates even more need and even more urgency selling to people's pains and desires. Pains and desires. You work a lot in the healing space. Yes. That's where you work. Yeah. That's what you do. That's what I do. What made you become a healer? Can I call you a healer? Yeah. Uh, what, what got you to that space? And what is your speciality in the healing space? So I'm a... I started first as a coach. Okay. Then I'm an incredible guy, right? Like so, like <laughs> whatever solutions I like, I find for myself. I want to teach the next hundred people, yeah. and the 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 incumbent when I'm teaching you is you have to teach it to the next people. So you have to break it down in a way you understand it, so you can teach it to the people that know you, because they'll understand it way better. And then I realized the solutions are there. Now you can give people solutions every single... I can be on social media giving you solutions. Like, I swear to God, if you were to comb my social media from video number one, post number one, everything, if you were to comb it, your life would be amazing. And if you were to to go through it and apply what I'm telling you to do, 
religiously so, every single day, your life would be exponentially different in six months' time. I realize the solutions are there, and I can give people as many solutions as, as I can and as I want, and they'll take it, and they'll be inspired for like three months, but they'll go back right, right to where they started. Yes. They'll always slip back because the mind doesn't like discomfort, right? So then I found out the mind doesn't like discomfort. Why doesn't the mind like discomfort? Discomfort is the only place for growth. And then that's when I found out about trauma. Mm. It's 2007. 2007, 2008. That's when I found out about trauma, black trauma to be specific. And then I started... There's a difference? Yeah. Okay, please explain. And I'm only saying this because, yeah. you know, we might understand each other, but yeah. people watching might be like, what are sure. these two talking about? So, the most oppressed people in the last... 800 years of black people. No, 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 no. And I agree with you. I'm just saying, they are going to say that you are Kanye West. I'm right not. Now. I'm Hakeem Anderson, the Sudan, author of 200 Truths About Love and in Rosewater, husband to the most amazing woman I know. <laughs> I have met my life. I have a dad to three girls. <laughs> um, close to a thousand years of being cut off from who you are. We are the total of that. Mm. We are the total of that brokenness. Mm. So our trauma is very different from a white person's trauma, very different from an Indian person's trauma, very different from uh, a Chinese person's trauma, very, very different. They, they, we all have traumas, mm. absolutely, all of us have. And all of us need to do you know, inner child healing, parental harm healing, you know, all, we of have to, all of it. We have to do all the healing in the world, right? Mm -hmm. I found out about black trauma and that black trauma is a trillion dollar industry. What? Yeah. Okay. Annually, trillion dollar industry. What kind of products do they sell in this black trauma industry? Oh, Look at where we spend our money. The club? Where are we on Friday? Alcohol? Where are we on Saturday? Where, Designer what? bags and shoes and exactly. clothing exactly. made by people who we don't were, look like We were secretary brands mm. and we've placed them we, we eat. We, we have to. We have to look like. We want to feel validated. We have like to look like we're we successful. Matter. It's not even about just success. It's about assimilation and being valued, right? Mm -hmm. Because we can't ignore the dynamics between the different races <laughs> and the fact that you're going into my rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, uh, we, we can't ignore that. That the yeah. fact that if you are, for example, there have been places in South Africa where I'm just taking a walk and mm -hmm. they ask me what I'm doing there. Sure. Because. You know, but yeah. if I didn't have this, they yeah. wouldn't be asking me why I'm walking of course. on the street. You know, so maybe if I'm wearing a Gucci outfit, you're not going to ask me because you think I can afford to be walking on that street. But you see, you see what I mean? Yeah. Who are the most oppressed people? Mm. How long has that history of oppression existed? What does that oppression look like today? Mm. And what are the results of that? Like, how do we react to that? What are our reactions? What are our responses to all of that? Yeah. How, what kind of lives do we live? What kind of families do we come from? What kind of um, 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 conversations are we having? What escapes, are we, what, what escapes do we employ? Mm. Where, do we, where do we run to? How many excuses do we give in a day for not showing up the way we're supposed to show up? Ooh. Right? How and many what, excuses do we give in a day yeah. for not showing up the way we're supposed yeah. to? How, ma how many ways, how many million ways in a day, internally and externally, do you self-sabotage? Uh. 
you could, I hate you that could, one. You could be getting paid a hell of a lot more than you're getting paid right now. Both you and I know that. Mm. But you're not. How many thoughts do you have that keep you away from that? How many, how many thoughts influence those feelings that influence your decisions, that influence your, your choices, that influence your actions, that influence the feedback loop that goes back to your thoughts? Mm -hmm. I studied all of that, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, go, cool, go study psychology, study psychology. You know, before that, I think I shot myself in the leg. <laughs> because before that, uh, I found out that therapists can't retain black clients. Yep. Beyond three sessions. Talk therapy. Yeah. They can't retain a single person past and beyond. What's and the, what's talk the, therapy is the traditional, yeah, yeah. you sit on the couch. Yeah, yeah. And, da, da, da. and I, talk, I talk about how I feel. Right? And, and I get given solutions and I, I get sent to employ the solutions because, you know, oh yeah, okay, cool. we've got covered this, here are my triggers, here this, here this, here this, here's a solution, here's a tool, go use it. Mm. Right? And then you come back, hey, what's happened since the last time I saw you? Right? So, cool. I'd, I shot myself in the leg because then we did research. I, I did research and I called like my fellow students to do it. And I realized, oh, this isn't it. This is just like foundational stuff, right? Mm. So I did the foundational stuff, but, I, but then I started, I, I studied um, neuroplasticity, I studied uh, hypnotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, neurolinguistics programming, um, dialectical behavioral therapy, and then I combined all of them. When I started seeing my coaching clients, I started adding the transformation work. Not, mm. I did RTT, then I did RTC, just What's recently. RTT? Rapid transformational therapy. Okay. So it's a combination of all modalities, all healing modalities okay. known to, to man. And then when you're, when you're um, engaging with your client, you'll always find one thing that's going to work for them. So I started including um, that, that sort of focal point in terms of how I, I then talk to my clients. Since 2013, when I started practicing as a coach, I've seen more transformations in terms of I'll meet you today and we'll do our program, age regression therapy, for 10 months. The next 10 months are going to be rapidly different from every other year you've ever been, whether it be work, whether that be your relationships. You just interview my client. Her relationships are completely different. So it's how you see yourself. So this, this internal world, right? Your relationship with your parents, your relationship with authority as a black person. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. That's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. Breathing for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Your relationship with your parents is very important because it sets the tone for every other relationship. Mm. Every single relationship you're going to have the tone is set by your relationship with your parents. And that's your relationship with authority as a black human being in this world with all that history and every other race that looks at you and functions with you and works with you and operates with you and you know, has their biases about you. Mm. That's been taught over generations. And that's your relationship with relationships, love, loving, and being loved. Um, jolo, the pandemic, the panini, the paniki. You're dragging so many of us right now. Everything that's happened in the past, everything that's happening now, and what you actually want hmm. are three completely different universes, three completely different realities, three completely different ways of showing up in a relationship, mm. right? So all the hurt, all the brokenness, all the pain, 
all the things you've been suffered and that you've suffered other people, all the spite, uh. all the... I always say like, a, a, lot of, a lot of us use our partners to correct what our parents didn't get right. Hmm. And if you can't do that, you don't deserve me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't deserve so I'm going to act up, I'm, I'm going to make it difficult to be loved. Because if I'm difficult to be loved, that's, you know, that's a way of I'm me. confirming my yeah, trauma. Yeah, con confirming my trauma. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to look for things that confirm my trauma, confirm mm -hmm. my bias. And then there's the most important relationship, but the least important relationship, which is your relationship with yourself. Mm. Majority of us have a, relation, have a deeper, greater, better relationship with what people think of us than we do have a with, with having a relationship with ourselves. We care too much about what the world thinks of us. Mm. We care too much about how people see us. Guess what? It's all an assumption. Because mm. just in the beginning, I didn't know you thought about that. You thought about yeah, me like that. Exactly. I didn't know. But like now I know, and like I get goosebumps whenever I talk to you. Like, <laughs> ah! you know, it's important. But yeah. we've placed that as the most important thing mm. that 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 matters to us. Yeah. We don't matter to us like people's perceptions of us matters, and so we perform. Oof. We perform readiness, we perform love, we perform adequacy, we perform goodness, we perform um, love, success, we, we performing for the world to not reject us, to mm. not make a fool of us. We, we performing so much. Let us breathe, Hakim. <laughs> <laughs> but this Ooh. is us, this is our condition. This is and our you know, condition. My reaction to what you're saying is the reaction of truth. Yeah. Like, this is somebody who I believe is telling me the truth and the truth is hard to hear. Yeah. And it's like, you see how I have to you're breathe through the truth. Yeah. yeah. I have like, to breathe it's, through it's it. very uncomfortable it to is. be seen. Yeah. But what do we want? To be seen. Yeah. That's the only thing we want. We only want to, I, I want to be seen. I want to be respected. I want to be loved. I want to be valued. Like, who didn't do it? Yeah. My parents didn't do it. That's why hey. it's important to me to do it. So yeah. the first relationship is very important. The fifth will never be actualized by a lot of people. You only see a, a, glimpse, a glimpse of it. And then you're like, when you see a glimpse of it, you're like, yeah, yeah, I've seen, yeah, me. And that's your personal power, your, your purpose and your passion. Whoa, purpose and passion. Yeah. Two words that are, they used to be almost like entrepreneurship fodder, like everybody yeah. was about it. Yeah. And now everyone's against it. Yeah. What's a purpose? What's a passion? They don't exist. What are your definitions <laughs> of purpose and passion? Before talk. we get commenting saying, oh, these things don't exist, what is it? I want to talk to people. I want to talk to every <laughs> single one who, who has such a loud voice that they convince people that you can't be passionate about something or that mm. you're, not, you're not here for a reason. Mm. You're not here in this world for a reason. Like your relationship with me doesn't matter. Yes. I'm passionate about my relationship with you. That's why you didn't ask me three times to show up. You asked yes. me once and I said, yes, yes, absolutely. It's important. This is important because mm. of what you represent and because of the people who are around you and what they represent. Mm. The, more, the more of us exist passionately the way we do, mm. the better for every single kid that's looking at us, the, the better for every single adult that's looking at us because there's possibilities. Like mm. My passion matters. My purpose in this world matters. We bury it so much. The numbing of your gut, the numbing of your intuition. So you're telling me gut and intuition don't, don't exist. Okay, <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who says that. I'll tell you who says that and says it loudly. A person whose trauma has convinced them that it's okay to be subpar. Yep. 
It's not okay for anyone to be subpar. It's not okay for you to be normal because we've established what's the norm. It's not normal at all. It's harmful. Mm. It's harmful. It's detrimental to future generations as well. You are linked in a chain. If you don't sort through these first five relationships, every single human being, black, white, I don't care what you are, if you don't sort through these, this internal world, this internal world, your spirit and your soul, the seeds of your soul, if you don't sort these things out and sort those relationships out, you're going to constantly be telling people there's no passion and purpose. Mm. Why are you passionately saying this to me? What's your purpose? Mm. What is your purpose in telling me this thing? Oh, 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 you're telling me there's no passion and purpose because then I shouldn't live up to what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't live up to my, to my ideals, to my standards, to my principles. I should just be a broken human being just like you are or just like everyone else we know who came before us is. That's no, I can't aspire to be that. That's going backwards. That's going backwards. And so it's very important for every single person to heal these first relationships. The world will come later. The world, if you, if anyone in this world, anyone of you, finds this world to be very uncomfortable, find out why you're uncomfortable with it. It's you. It's not anybody else. It's you. And you, you are the one responsible for sorting that out. I can come, I can talk on Twitter, I can show you this, I can show you that, but until you do the work, I tell my wife all the time, my, my love language, y'all can have the five love languages. All of you can have it. My love language is execution and action. Mm. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. Execution and action. Those are the only things that move the needle. Mm. Action is the only thing that changes the world, changes my world. So I'm going to be active in changing my world and making it better for me. Because if my world isn't better for me, what makes you think my world is going to be better for you? Mm. What makes me think my world is going to be better for you? Yeah. You're not going to enjoy your time with me. And I'd rather be a value asset where my company, my conversation, is building mm. people. It's making people think differently about themselves and what's possible. Yeah. Because whatever it is, as a black kid, if you're listening to this, as a black woman and a black whatever you think is success and greatness and goodness is literally the floor. Mm. And the floor is dusty. Whatever you think more is, there's more. Yep. There's more for you. That's like, like God talks about abundance, right? In the Quran, in the, in the Bible, in the Torah. He talks about abundance. Do you think this is man talking about abundance? I think this is label telling me about what abundance looks like. This is my creator, the one I come from and the one I'm going to return to, mm. the one who sustains me here and wakes me up every single day, yeah. the one whose infinite mercies and blessings are so abundant that I don't have to do jack squat for him. I don't even have to acknowledge him, but he's going to give me the most amazing life. Mm. He's the one defining what abundance is. If I don't show up in my world the way God sees me, I'm going to comply to what the world is telling me I should show up like. If you're worried about what your world thinks about you, be worried. Be more worried about that thought. Yes. That is your thought. Mm. That is your thought. Oh, the world thinks I'm a bad person. Oh, the world thinks, no, I can't do it. I can't show up like this. I can't say this because if I say this, I'm going to be... This is you thinking. That's you. And so, you can buy the Gucci's of the world. You can buy the Hermes of the world driving the fanciest of cars, live in the most amazing places. You can do that. I see it all the time. I live in the most amazing places, right? I see it all the time. Everything you have and that you've gained is going to because you don't have yourself. Because you don't have yourself. And acquiring this, these things is going to be like hoarding. Yeah. 
because you're going to be desperate to keep them. Right? Yeah. Relationships fail, marriages are collapsing left, right, and center. It's not the institution of marriage that's at fault, it's the people that got together with unresolved trauma issues. I hope you are all breathing as you watch <laughs> this. I keep saying, but for real, breathing. I think breathing allows us to listen mm -hmm. uh, without bias. Yep. Because when you're not breathing, you get so emotional and you start to make it personal. And you think that's you, somebody. Right? Yeah, no, definitely. I just, I just want to let you know. Like, you know no, I, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just doing this thing where I'm being honest, cool. like completely, yeah. you know? I just, and I like, I'm just sharing that experience with yeah. people because I think. When people look at people like me, for example, mm. you know, I'm teaching, blah, 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 yeah. speak English this way, they think my life is perfect. Sure. And I want to break that myth because it is not, I am still a black woman. Yeah. And just being that before anything yeah. else means that there's trauma, there's mess, there's mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. breathing. <laughs> yeah, you gotta breathe. It's so important. You have, to, you, have to, you have to be able to stop everything. Yeah. Inside. Breathe. Like, breathe. listen, your discomfort has a lot of data in it. Mm -hmm. And you know, like, all our industries are built on data, right? Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't be millionaires today if we didn't have data. <laughs> you know what I mean? So data is important. But we do analysis of everything but the data about ourselves. Like, this, this pain that I'm feeling inside, this loneliness that I feel inside, mm. this anguish that I feel inside, this perpetual dark cloud of grief yes. that's looming over me, yeah. this depression and this anxiety, that's all data. Yes. And it's telling you, like, your body is, your body? Your body doesn't lie. Your body will always point you <laughs> to the right direction. But if you're in the religion of ignoring and avoiding yourself, mm. if you're practicing, if you have a belief that I don't have to deal with this crap, yeah. In fact, we were talking before we mm -hmm. were, were recording, and I was saying to Hakim that before I addressed my own traumas, mm -hmm. and I'm, it's a continuous process, sure. but before I like intentionally said I'm going to do this, I used to be sick all the time. Yeah, I would go to therapists. I'd be in hospital all the time. Mm -hmm. Stomach problems, back mm -hmm. problems, everything problem. Mm -hmm. Like I literally was a problem child, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I went to a therapist and we started talking and having these conversations. Sure. And I was saying to Hakim that I haven't had those issues in such a long time. Sure. Like I don't, I don't go to the doctor because I'm sick. I'll go because maybe I want to see a gynecologist for a yeah. checkup, you know, yeah. or just regular things. But it's not because I'm sick, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, my therapist used to say, no, we want to put you on antidepressants because, you know, to deal with your anxiety, blah, blah. I was like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Went to another person who helped me. Mm. And now I don't feel like I'm going to have a panic attack every time business deals don't go well, mm. you know, or whatever. I'm mm. just like, oh, this is life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sick. Hey, man. <laughs> you what, know, the, your body screams. Your body will get distressed and you'll feel dis-ease. Mm. Dis-ease. Because, and that's, a, that's only like a, a flare or a, a, a red alert sign yeah. that says there's something off inside that you need to sort through, yeah. right? Trauma, the, all the symptoms of trauma, even fibroids. Yeah, even that. Even fibroids. There's so much power in how we think yeah. and how we heal our thoughts. <laughs> you have control over And you have control over that. The only thing is you have to be taught how to control. The only thing is you have to be reared and sired in that.
have to be, you have to be educated on that. So I'm gonna say this, I'm talking about being educated on that. As a black person, in choosing a therapist, be diligent. Yes. I know, I know like when, you're, when your body's reacting the way that it's reacting and you're anxious and suicidal ideation comes about, I know, like you want panado. Therapy doesn't work like that. Don't do it. Don't it, go for do the not, panado. Do not go for a quick fix. Yeah. Do your due diligence. Like, in fact, today, I just want everyone to do this exercise. When I sure. go live, I, I say this, and I, I'm, I'll never stop saying it. Cool. I want everyone to do this. Go to Google and look for the nearest psychologist to you. Yeah. Jot down five. The nearest psychiatrist to you. Jot down five. The nearest um, therapist, counselor, yeah. social worker, hypnotherapist. Go for the nearest coach, life coach, right? Go to the nearest mentor in whatever business you're in. Jot down five. Right? Until you get to like 100 people with numbers and email addresses. And then every week, just every day of the week, call one person and do a discovery call with them. Mm. Discovery calls, assessments, they're free. They're free. Just do that. The reason I want people to do that is because you have 100 people that you can call to for whatever your needs are. Call a plumber. Call an electrician, know who fixes tires and, and installs windshields. You know what I mean? Know the, the dealers who are you know, registered and know the ones who aren't. Know the local one and know the regional one. The reason for that is you have to be self-sufficient. A lot of us wait until things break and mm. we become reactive. Yep. And when we reactive, we mess everything up or we delay the success we're looking for, we delay the healing, we delay the, the, the mending that we're looking for. So just do that, like religiously call people and do just book an assessment call, the nearest to you, yeah. right? Don't ever nyata who's near you. You don't, first and foremost, you don't know who's near you, so you can't nyata, right? Mm. Don't nyata who's near you. And if you do that, then you've patched a lot of holes. And if you see one therapist and they're not adequate to what your goals are, then you have this other one, or you have this coach, or you have that coach, or you have this hypnotherapist, or you have this, or you have that. I just happen to combine all modalities so I can give you the best solution there is. You know what I mean? And give you the best tools and the best resources and that homework that you're going to do. It's got tools and resources, and I'm your accountability partner, your mentor, your big bro, and everything else. Ooh, this was a jam-packed episode and I wish we could continue but we really have run out of time <laughs> so I'm gonna ask Hakim to leave us with some words of I don't even know encouragement or wisdom or whatever you'd like to leave us with yeah. and then tell us how we can contact you and work with you all right so I'll start with the how you, how you can contact me so me and the team Batu Batu Therapy we've um Batu Batu Therapy. Batu Batu Therapy. Cool. Therapy for black people. And for La University. I was going to wear the hoodie and everything, and then I was like, no. Okay. <laughs> she said, look good. So I, was, you know, I came back with the button. <laughs> so, uh, for La University, forlafella.com, and Batu Batu Therapy. We've put together a self paced inner child healing program. So, for everyone that's listening, I'm just going to, from here, from today, this point where you're listening, mm -hmm. all the way up until December. This program is available to you, and we've shaved off a thousand rand for you. Okay, 
shaved off a thousand rand. All you gotta do is just go to the checkout point and use this coupon. You, got, you should put it here. Right? Yeah. Should, yeah. Well. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Oh, we'll put it in the description. Yeah, no, you, you should put it here. One here. <laughs> level Lion. Just say Level Lion yeah. at, at checkout, and that thousand rand will be shaved off for you, and you have access to the program from today all the way up until December thirty first. And um, cool. that's, I just wanted to give you and your people them. You know thank you, thank you, gotta, thank you. Gotta thank come you. bearing thank gifts. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, social media, Hakeem Anderson, Hakeem, Hakeem, H-A-K-E-M-A-N-D-R-S-N, all over social media. Uh, you can literally gouge your heart out <laughs> with all the content that's there. Mm. Apparently it's violent. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, but enjoy it, use it. Before you even start seeing a therapist or anything or you call me and you want to do therapy with us, just use that information because then it's, like I said, it's data, so it's, it's going to help you become away of mm. where you need the help. If, if you watch a video and then you go... <gasps> then you know. Then you know. That's, a, that's data. It. That's the thing to fix. Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah, that's, that's where you follow me on social media. Um, if you want to, you know, get access to my books, the links in my bios... Um, have all of that. If you want to book a session, um, the link will be in the description as well. Hakeem, thank you so much for joining us. You are doing incredible work and I wish you many, many blessings Amen. and just abundance Amen. with your projects because we need it. We yeah. need it. And I'm going to challenge myself to also participate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, see, and see where that takes me. You got to do one-on-ones because really... when, oh. we do, when we do the, the second run to this, <laughs> it's got to be results, right? Like okay. I spoke about my yes. client's transformation, exactly. this and that. Yeah. So when we do another interview, then, you know, it's yeah. got to be results. True, true. Yeah. But thank Thank you so much for coming on and guys as you heard uh, Hakim we are going to do another episode sometime in the future and we'll see what the results are from from participating in his program once again don't forget to like share subscribe do all the things that make the pots to happen get your friends mother brother everybody to watch this comment and let's grow this community until next time don't forget that the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time Level line with the podcast, teach you lessons as I got class. Level line with the impact, you be lying, that's a real fact. Come